0: Well, this is the pilot episode of Football Then and Now, a football podcast show. Me and Chris have obviously took the charts by storm with MMA and boxing with Big Fight Weekly, but I think this could be a bit of a test, mate, because there's a lot of football shows out there, isn't it? But we're hoping to chart with this show, aren't we? But... We're intermingling old-school football with the modern side of football. Now, there's a lot of negatives with modern football, but we're going to try not to touch on them too much of this. We don't want to be hearing about VAR, FFP as such, Chris, because you hear it across the board. So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts of us doing this on football?
1: Well, you know, we, we, we've often spoke, haven't we, you know, in private chats about doing something with football because it's our first love. You know, we can talk UFC, MMA, boxing, wrestling all day long, but we were brought up on football first. You know, um, Everton was our first love. We've we followed football, you know, as well as Everton our entire lives. So it makes sense for something that we, we hold close to our chest and, and, and football is that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What are some of your earliest memories of football, Chris? Like, can you remember the first time you you saw football as a kid? Obviously, you know,
1: as obviously being family members, you know, we 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 were sort of you know introduced to you know watching Everton, weren't we? And it, you know, and you watching what you could because you know back back in those days, it was radio or much of the day. Or sometimes, don't forget, we used to say, turn around now if you don't want to see the results on the news, you know, about five seconds before match of the day started. I never understood that, never, never. You know, the, the programme you're meant to be watching to find out what the score was, all the goals, and they're telling you it before it? I never got it. But, you know, the earliest is like, you know, from what I can really push out would be like, let's say, 94, 95. You know, because I think I was a bit more in I love playing football, but... I think understanding the sport itself was a bit confusing, but you know, when you were younger, and there was so much things going on, you know, on the, on the telly back then. I think it's hard to struggle to you know to watch one thing. But when you started playing football yeah. a lot, like me and you were often playing football on the streets to it. I don't think there was ever a time you ever came over to over to mine, or I ever came over to yours. We were never playing football.
0: Park Road Alleyway was a good one, wasn't it, mate? Then we obviously went to the square, didn't we, at the top? Was it two roads yeah, up the square? Roads. You introduced yeah, yeah. To the, to, You need to come up to the square. It's a massive area. We ended up there, didn't we? But just playing in that small enclosed space, uh, you know, uh, towards the back of your garden there in the alleyway, man, great times. Using the grids as the goals. Yes. I do remember. I do remember. Mm. My earliest time, I can remember, I think, when Dad was watching, it would have been when John Barnes scored against Brazil. And I think it was maybe late 80s into 90 before the World Cup when he scored that goal, if memory serves. But the first tournament I can really remember was Euro 92. I can remember still mm. still being up. And I've got like this memory of uh, Martin Darlene, Thomas Broly, Causing absolute havoc against England when Graham Taylor was in charge. That one, that'd be my earliest memory. But not really getting into it till about the following year when I mm. switched switched allegiance and went to Arsenal because they did the cup double. But I think it was more to yeah, do with yeah, don't, don't bring Don't bring Don't bring the negative. <laughs> i got I've got to because I think it was more to do with Ian Wright. I, I just loved Ian Wright. And he was a uh, class player. It, it, there was a year there where I did, uh, yeah, I did come away from the Blues just for, just for a brief period. But glory hunting, I would call it, because he did the League and Cup double. I had this year. But um, it was a different time, wasn't it, back then? I, I Definitely.
1: I think, in it, you know what I mean, you were so easily influenced. And I think, you know, like kids still are to this day. You know what I mean? You're pulled left, right and centre. You know, once you really get deep into football and, you know what I mean? And you've got so many different friends to support in Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal. And, you know, your family is either blue or red, as you know well know in our family. So you get pulled pillar to post, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, with, with our first sort of introduction today and, and the players we're going to talk about, the, you were sort of swayed away. Watching Everton, and you know it's hard. You know, looking thirty-eight years on, and we're still bemoaning about Everton as a football team. But the players we we're going to talk about is when you start looking away, and I think going abroad helped me as a kid, it, and 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 seeing the likes of Barcelona and falling in love with Barcelona and, uh, and and that sort of samba football because we were so used to dial football at Everton, and you know loft it forward and just hope for the best, which I think it's pretty much the same now, but. Yeah, I, you know I mean, I think going abroad helped me, and then it introduced me to so many different players, and you got excited for it. Now, you know, I wouldn't say I've supported Boston because obviously Everton's team, but you started following them a bit more, and then you know, you start following different teams, then not like supporting, but the players just catching your eye, and you're always thinking why haven't we got anyone like that? Where's our silky skills? You know, not Peter Beagrie. you know, he could do a bit here and there. Like, But yeah, um it, it was, I mean, it, it's an amazing time to see how things from when we were kids to where we are now, you know, what we've seen and what we've fallen in love with.
0: Absolutely. There's some great players and I know, I'm going to pop a graphic up now for obviously for the video side, but we're going to be in audio form, of course, across all platforms there. But I've got to, I know how much you admired this lad because I remember you saying about him all the time. And uh, over 700 career goals in just under a thousand games, which was massive. And it was obviously the great Romario, World Cup winner. Obviously in 90, 94, he wasn't in the team, was he? In 98, but, but yeah, he, he was injured. In- he had a, he
1: had a muscular injury. Um... I, I remember rightly because obviously I fell in love with Romario going to Spain when he was playing for uh, Barcelona and um, obviously followed him all the way through then. But, you know, the guy was terrific. He wasn't like, you know what I mean? I know we're going to get on to Ronaldo in a bit because he's definitely going to be up here because he's in a legend and, you know, we saw him as a, a young guy from PSV going on to Barcelona. But this man, like, he didn't have the skill key skills. But you know how to put the ball in the back of the net. He had pace, but he, he just knew. And this is why you see he scored so many goals in, in, in you know, what I mean? In, in all different types of leagues as well. Uh, you know, people go on about Pele, and, and Pele was a world class player. But he stayed in Brazil. Romario, you know, Be- uh, Bebeto and all that came away from Brazil. You know, what I mean, and and, and shown really how amazing these Brazilian strikers were. And these, like I say, these are pre-Ronaldinho and Ronaldo's and all the silkies. And they just knew where the back of the net was. And he, it was prolific.
0: If you look at that 94 tournament as well, I was watching the goals just to jog my memory back. He's yeah. running with the ball. He's well outside the area. You know, he's having to cover a lot of ground. You're alluding to his pace there. It yeah. was just the amount of ground. Once he started running at you, God help you, because he just had it. He just had that knack, didn't he? But like you say, ruthless in in those areas. But it was it was him running into space and and going past people as well. It's just incredible. And it just remember how good they were, you know, collectively in the tournament, but him him especially. Mm-hmm. And they they just looked, by far and away the best team in it. I know, obviously, the final went to penalties with Italy, didn't it? But yeah. They were the they were the best team, you know. When you look at who who they were up against and who they came up against, in the um, they played Holland, didn't they? I think it was in the quarters of that. Holland had a good team at the time, uh, so yeah, they were they were they were fantastic. But he he was just next level, wasn't he? And I think he paved the way for a lot of guys. I don't think he gets enough credit, Chris.
1: You don't hear about it, hear about him as much, do you? And I think when you go back to the '94 class of Brazil and, and and the players that were there. And you you would say in but probably what that in is it two thousand and four maybe Brazil, you know they were like elite class players, you know, in in, in the first eleven, but you never hear about the ninety four class, and I, I think as you just said then they set the standard for the next generation of of, of Brazilians that think- came through.
0: I think, like, the way Barcelona ended up playing, a lot of it came from that Brazilian style that we saw, you yeah. know, which pre you know predated it, like, 14 years before, probably a little bit earlier than that. If you think about the way they were playing, they were actually the ones, weren't they, before? You know, everyone heralds Barcelona changing the game. But you see mm-hmm. a lot of similarities with the way Brazil were playing, especially in that 94 tournament.
1: But don't forget as well... The likes of ronaldo r9 and romario they all went to psv before yes. they went in, went to la yeah. liga so psv obviously had a very good scouting system because they were picking up you know these young brazilians they were learning their trade in europe obviously because the leagues are different from brazil to europe you know what i mean and then getting going on to bigger and better things so he got his hats off to whoever was the scout system back in the nineties for PSV because they knew obviously all these talents that were coming through.
0: Bobby Robson deserves a lot of credit, doesn't he? Because obviously he was at both yeah. I think he he brought them through, didn't he? Like you said, obviously scouting as well. He he, mm. he just had an eye, he had an eye for talent, didn't he, Bobby Robson? And like to yeah. have them two, you know, at certain points is just incredible, isn't it? You know, they, they really did set the stage, the Brazilians for the for the European game.
1: It look at the players he, he, he you know he played with. You know, he played with Stoichkov and you know you remember Stuart, you know, Stoichkov was at boss at the same time as him. In you know, I mean they were fantastic together. And you mean and you are mixing again, you're looking at two players again, aren't very, you know, silky, smooth and, and you know what we see now in talented so Brazilians and Spanish and what have you. But um they 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 were pace setters for their countries because of the amount of goals they scored. And straight, it was all different array of goals they scored, you know, together for Barca, you know, before he moved on, and 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 you know they were both moved on to other things, you know. and you you, you got to sort of give your hats off to the, the, the sort of the system that Barcelona sort of portrayed for these players that come through, you know, Rivaldo's, you know, obviously Ronaldinho came from Paris, didn't he, and all that, but you know, utter class.
0: They had some good players, man, really, really did. It was just, they were they were a pleasure, they were a pleasure to watch. I think they could have won more, really. You know, when you look well, at what the, they had. the quality of squad they had, they were picking up Copa del Rey's. If they weren't winning the league, if Madrid were winning it, they were still picking, weren't they, Cup, Winners Cup, Copa yeah. del Rey. Yeah. There was always stuff coming in, wasn't there? But that that was testament to Madrid's squad as well, wasn't it, at the time as well. Yeah, you know, but they have-
1: yeah, solid as well. You're completely right. Here's a story for you. I remember, so obviously being, being abroad and, and, and falling in love with Barcelona and Romario and all those sort of Samba sort of like early stage of, uh, you know, f- the football and what we now love. You you see Pep with it, obviously growing up with all that. And I remember um, the radiators were getting put in our house in Park Road. So I ah, got to stay at Nana's and you had uh, Sean Barry and Andrew, didn't you? At yours. And never understood that. So why didn't I go to yours? But I ended up going to Nana's. And I remember I was in the kitchen and it was United versus Barcelona in the Champions League. In a little telly, you know, the little miniature tellies we used to have back in the 90s. And it was right in the corner. And I'm watching it, you know, and I have my Barcelona top on. And I, I'm supporting Barcelona. Of course, there's no other English team I, fo- I would want to follow anyway. And I remember come, her coming in and she's like, Christopher, well, why, are you supporting? why are you supporting them? You should be rooting for your English teams. And I was like... I don't like United. I, you know, respected them because you know they won so many Premier Leagues throughout the nineties, you know, and so on. But I was so in love with the style of Barcelona and you know the players they had, especially Romario. And I remember just like proper going, why you should be following English teams, but you know we'd be following English team and they were poo. And this was sort of a breakaway of. Not looking at the negative side of watching Everton, we were what I was, you know, we were watching world-class players, which we don't really have at the time at Everton, and not really much since, but you know, it, it took you away from all that and you know, with big eyes thinking, holy hell, like how amazing these players were. And you know, you got really excited to see them on the telly.
0: I maintain it. I think I don't want to talk too much about the now because we're in the nostalgia era for us, especially growing up. You're impressionable. Mm-hmm. I, I'd still maintain they were they were better skilled. They were better skilled than the players now. I think if you've got pace now, you're halfway there. Whereas these guys, technically, I think they were better. And and modern modern fans, younger people, to us might disagree with that. But I, I fully believe. They were they were better, they were better standard what they could do. I think pace gets you out of a lot of issues these days and can make you. I know you've got to be able to finish, but I just think the players were better personally. But I know the games changed,
1: they were a lot tougher, though, Stuart. You know, what I mean, there wasn't much rolling around, and, and, and you know, like obviously, they did try and win free kicks, but they weren't to a point where you're seeing it now where you know they can get a little flick on the back of the heel and they're rolling about five. Five rolls down a fucking hill when that back in those days, you remember what you know how bad the tackles were and they were
0: ruthless, but they'd get back up. You know, what and, I mean, there was no crying to the ref, right back up. I, I said it about Richarlison the other day. People mm. are booting off behind me. I was like, it was only what he used to do here anyway. He was only doing yeah. the same thing. He was rolling around, all, they were laughing after I said it. And Vicario as well, when it went to VAR and he was staying down, wanting nothing actually happened to him. I was like here we go here we go like you're saying they were just built differently it it's it's yeah. a part of the game it's a part of the game now unfortunately isn't it it, it really has but you know I, that's why it was better it, it was better years ago in that respect wasn't it mate
1: uh, yeah and i think they were a lot more hard working i'm not saying they're not hard working now mm. you know cuz they, yeah. they got the flashy cars have the youngsters where the older generation were going to the pub and having a pint with the team, weren't they? Or the manager and stuff. And eating all loads of crap. You know, they can't do that now because obviously they would never get a pint in because there'd be too many people in the way. But, yeah, I think football obviously will evolve. Like, every sport has to evolve to a certain standard, I guess, when the world itself is evolving. Or You know, but besides going into it, more of that, because I feel like my head's going to start in with FFP again. But, um, it, it was just different. And I think, you you didn't look at the fouls did you you would just look at the glorious goals they scored the free kicks you know roberto carlos um uh, as we saw um when he played for Palmer and stuff and you're the one that pointed him out to me and you know I mean, he was a top level free kick taker um Sturzkoff was in one He was a really good free kick taker when you know cumin wasn't stealing them often for barcelona but you know, I mean, it was just different. I think you're just looking for fancy football and uh, what would you say? Sexy football, I suppose, back then to where it is now.
0: It's, it's like I still I still love the game. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not going to berate. It's just it has it has moved on. I'm moving on, Chris. Now, we've mm-hmm. alluded to our nine, the original Ronaldo, who broke yep. in. He was so young when he broke in, wasn't he? And I think I can remember, I can remember when we had the Umbro Cup in nineteen ninety-five, and obviously he, he was he was involved in that, wasn't he? Or was it yeah, it was ninety five, wasn't it? The tournament because mm-hmm. Goodison had one of the games, didn't they? If memory well, serves. Yeah. Yes,
1: we did. And we he did, was yeah.
0: playing then because we didn't see him in ninety four, did we? I'm just gonna put the graphic up in his Barca kit there. I had that kit. Yeah, you did. Do yeah, I remember. Yeah. But yeah he was um, he broke he broke into the scene I remember seeing him in that tournament during the off season for the Premier League and just thinking wow this this kid's amazing that was the first time I'd seen him I thought this this lad's going to be something else but he
1: was something else Stuart and I, 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 I think you know I think he was the next uh, of evolve Romario, but he had obviously the pace the strength but he had the skills to go along with it. And he could beat a man and then repeatedly beat the man before he scored. Uh, class, another one that PSV picked up at a young age. If you go back at like the likes of like, you know, championship manager or FIFA and all that, he's there for PSV. A young lad. Obviously, if you didn't know your European football, you would you wouldn't you never know, really think about him unless, like you say, unless you saw him in the Umbro Cup at first. But look what you you know, what he sort of did throughout his career. He'd you be know, sad that he got injured. And I think the injuries did tail him at the end, didn't it? And, you know, he wasn't that old. But it was that knee, wasn't it? And I think Brazil like he carried Brazil on his back, didn't he, for so many years. And he was forced to play when I don't think he should have been forced to play. And I think that played ninety eight play um part.
0: ninety-eight, the final when he was yeah, obviously was filled, he? And he was and he wasn't right. Was he remember all that remember the I remember BBC, remember the match of the day, Des Line and yeah, it was that was the big thing, wasn't it? He wasn't right for the final. And you know, France, you can't take anything away from France whether it's the tournament. But
1: a, yeah, Saddam was amazing. Yeah.
0: That night. It just shows you how prevalent he he was and everything went through him. And the finishing again, you know, you say about Romario, when he get when he got a sight of goal, it's just look how many chances get missed by players, not not with him, not with no, him. It, no. ruthless, absolutely ruthless. I remember when um, when um,
1: United played Real Madrid, and obviously Ronaldo was playing for Real Madrid then, and it was Old Trafford, and he absolutely destroyed the back four, and it did look like he wasn't even like second gear. He like he made it look so easy, like so someone was playing on the computer game as Ronaldo, you know, and he just made it look so easy. He was just a world class player, and I think. You you can go on and with your Lewandowski's and Cristiano Ronaldo and, and your Canes. no one match, matches this this gentleman online at all in in any aspect because he he had it all. I think there's will be one player I'd say was very close. Uh, that was Adriano. I think I mean, he had the same, but bit taller. But obviously, again, he had,
0: it just fell apart for him, didn't it? Because he had yeah, the, and he, he, he was well yeah. in for fun for the but this, this, you know, what
1: I mean, he, Ronaldo played all over Europe. You know, what I mean, when we talk about these players, you do feel a bit jealous and, and envious that we never got these in the Premier League. I still think he would have done the same what he did in Italy and Spain, Ronaldo. But you do like you know when you, when you watch it back then, you were envious. Like you know, why aren't the top clubs buying these players? You know, why are we seeing Ronaldo in, you know, we're supposed at that point would be a Man United um, T-shirt because they were obviously
0: ruling the league, weren't they? I think it was more It was more into the late 90s when the Premier League started ascending and becoming, you know, the dominant league really, didn't it? It took, it took them however many years from 92 to getting into the, the back end of the 90s because I think Spain and Italy still had the foothold, didn't they? Yes, you, yes. You would say in that period, but obviously the... Premier League was new, but I do agree, mate. It was such a shame that we didn't get to see him, you know, among others on, on domestic shores.
1: It would have been amazing. Um, not to play against, you know, our poor, poor Everton defense against Ronaldo would have been disgusting. Oh, Dave I Watson against it. Ronaldo, Oof, Gary Ablett.
0: It, it was good. The day I love Dave Watson, I don't get me wrong, and I'm not belittling and he had a great career for us, didn't he? He He Was less the
1: paster, was he? Yeah, that's
0: yeah, yeah. He was yeah. I I, sorry, Dave, I've just thrown you under the bus there.
1: No, we love Dave Watson. Dave Watson was you know a terrific captain, you know, back in the day.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, Ronaldo, and do you know what? As well, what was Hector Cooper playing at when he dropped him for Inter Milan? This is going into like the early two thousands now, so I'm coming out the nineties. But and he and he, he benched him. He didn't like. He did not. I couldn't believe it. And it wasn't as if that the fitness he was in and out. But there was times when he was fit, and he, he wouldn't start him. How can you not start? How can you not start him? I think I don't know whether it was the Brazilian Argentinian thing going on, but that that yeah. shouldn't be that shouldn't come into well, it. No, but no. no, no. Hector, Hector Cooper had a funny one on him about that. I couldn't believe it at the time. So how can you not pick him? He's fit. I, I remember it, it did not make any sense. He was still like one of the top players in the world. It, it, it's, it's a shame, but then you know, you do get that with certain managers don't
1: click with certain players, I guess. Yeah, you know I mean, maybe there was something in the back for you know, going on between them that we didn't know about at the time. Um, but yeah, it you don't drop a player like him if he's 100% fit, you play him.
0: It's just incredible. He, he was that good, to do it. Even like, him um, being half injured, but still score more yeah, goals yeah. than the majority of players. And like that. you say, how many times was he not at full? You know, full capacity, and he, he could still he was still scoring goals, wasn't he? That lad he just yeah, otherworldly next next level. Just elite elite players. Which there's only a re- there's only room for a certain amount of elite players. Oh, any uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I I agree, I agree. It's I'm a, a g- shame to see him now, though, don't you think?
0: Just uh,
1: he's still involved in football, isn't he? But yeah, it's uh, he, he's a, he's I'm sure he's the owner of a uh, Rail waladad isn't he? Yes,
0: yes. Via the, um, via the lid, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's a bit of a chunky monkey now as uh, on 9 But you know what? He, he's still rim-rings around me, so it doesn't really matter. It's, it's
0: what he can impart on the players as well, especially the oh, strikers yeah. and the attacking players, that that knowledge is just, you know, you'd be like a sponge around him, wouldn't you?
1: Well, you would never forget it, would you? You know what I mean? The, 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 the class he was... And you're completely right, you're saying, you know, there's only a small group of the elites, you know, there's world class and then I'd say elite, yeah? And you're looking at a really narrow group of players that can get in there and he's right right at the top, I think, you know, of that pyramid.
0: Absolutely. Moving on, Chris, we are staying in South America, but this man... Another fantastic player over the years. Watching Syria on Channel Four here in the UK. Ah, yes. Here he is. <laughs> I love that as well. could score goals out of nothing. Again, you know, he was with Fiorentina for so many years, wasn't he? Until, yeah, he, until yours, he moved yeah. on to Inter Milan, Roma. He was very, he was very, very loyal to Fiorentina. And I remember the Champions League game when um, Arsenal were playing at Wembley. They were playing their games there, weren't they? That one mm-hmm. where he hits it into the roof of the net and it went in and he was on like a weird angle coming into goal and it was just the finish like David Seaman couldn't get near it and that's just you can pick out loads of goals by Gabriel Batastuta.
1: Well, uh, again Stuart I never, I'd say world-class. Yeah, I mean, he's very close to an elite level but you, you know I mean he was world-class and you're right with Fiorentina and that, the picture you're showing right now and for all audio viewers it was the... Uh, the one where they had nintendo as a sponsor and i always loved that kit Um it, i think n- nintendo have never sponsored another a football team since then actually i'm sure of it um but yeah amazing and i remember that arsenal game he terrorized him and i it's think it real. was the odd he, he, he was an artist as well you know what i mean he's another one that he, you only have to give him half a chance that he's banging it in and he wasn't blessed with pace, though, was he, but it was the the knowledge and then how to beat a man without using the pace, you know, marking his own a defender out of the game, you know. I mean, he just he just knew what where the goal was, and that's another one. I think you look back and think there's not enough strikers like Gabriel Batistuta either. I think there's you, you look at the type of strikers now. They have to have everything, don't they? Where I think, Bat Stuart, as I said, didn't have the pace, but you know, what I mean the knowledge of what to do with the ball, or you know, how to get in front of a defender, you know, when the ball's coming in.
0: He was thirty-one when he went to Roma. They hadn't yeah. had they hadn't had a league title in eighteen years when he went there, and then they won it. They they, they won the league when he went there. Obviously, I know they had the other players. I know Tossi was prevalent in that team.
1: Rossi, you know, they, had, well. they had the
0: players but i think it really he got like 20 20 league goals 21 league goals that year Um, so they got their league championship for the first time in 18 years and it was a big big move that and then obviously he was it into Milan as well but mm. i think into internationally as well his record speaks for itself what he, you know what he managed to do for Argentina as well but it was all number all number of goals he was outside the box and we was saying about them these strikers, he could he could hit it, he could hit it from 25 30 yards, the pinpoint accuracy. I was watching like the different goals he scored. So many different types of goals in the box, out the box. Just he could he could do it all again. I think another one we talk about him, say how good he is, but I think underrated as well. Again, don't think he gets enough credit. But I mean, okay. I know there was so many players in that era, Chris. We could pick, we could pick, you know, hundreds of players, couldn't we?
1: He was a good-looking man as well, wasn't he, uh, Gabriel Ballast-Stewart? Yeah, 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 he, he had
0: that South American,
1: you know, look-at-me look, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think he's another player, Like I think you can say, that you don't hear enough about now. You know, no-one goes back and, you know, associates ballast to do they? It, you know, when it comes to Argentina, you, you know, yourself and everyone else who's listening to this or watching it, it's Messi, isn't it? But there was tonnes of players before Messi that, come through the Argentinian ranks and broke through in Europe and yeah he he was he was dangerous and and I think Fiorentina did really well for the amount of years they held on to him because he was you know he was double figures every season for Fiorentina and he was there for a long time
0: such a good such a good player just like just unreal unreal what what he was able to do and yeah, I, I just love, I just love watching the footage. And you know, we're saying about La Liga. I know you watched a lot of La Liga at the time. Me, me was Syria, and we'd tape. Mm. I'd tape. I'd tape the Italian. Um, I did Gazetta, I would tape with my the highlight show every Saturday, and we would watch it, wouldn't we? And then I'd watch La Liga at yours on Sky because I didn't have Sky. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. Even before that, Scorio, Scorio had had the highlights. Oh yeah, S four C. Yeah. Germany, so you could watch all the game. You could watch all the games. Like Scorio used to be fantastic. Germany. I'm thinking you got Italy on there again, and Spain. Mm. The Spanish league was on there as well. You don't get that now. They just show the domestic stuff, the Welsh league. And I I think it was
1: you, you got a more understanding of you know of each team. You know, I'm not saying. Not sitting there and watching 90 minutes, but, you know, you can't really sit there now and watch 90 minutes every every game that's in every country that's on, you know, Sky or Amazon or BT. There's a lot to take in, but those snippet shows that we watched, it, it was enough, you know what I mean? And to find a player that you think, you know, holy hell, he's he's really good.
0: No, it was just like, oh, oh God, I could watch it. I've watched games back, like, from that, oh, you know, games that I remembered. Somewhere Palmer got absolutely hammered, actually, because I followed Palmer at the time. And um, yeah, there was some, they had some kickings, but it was later, it was later on when they'd come out that time. They, a lot of the players had gone, hadn't they? Two ran for Ron, you know, Crespo had gone. There's another one, Hernan Crespo, the amount Flaps, of goals. Yeah. And he was in it. He was in Italy for years. Very much like Batastuta, wasn't it? You know, he went and played for other teams. Hernan Crespo. I know we had him at Chelsea in the early two thousands as well. But he was another one, wasn't he? Absolutely ruthless. Mm. Hey,
1: but don't forget Palmer, You know, we were laughing at me on, on Facebook, and, and you posted that picture of their team. Uh, you know, in the nineties, and it, it, that team now. Would destroy a lot of teams still now, you know, in this day and age. With the amount of top players they had, you know, and they had obviously Buffon as a as a youth player, didn't they? And you know, Cannavaro. and look yeah, Fabio, both Pablo and Fabio, um, Canavaro,
0: Alan, Alan, Bohassian, you know, a player that yeah. you don't necessarily hear about, but he was he was fantastic. Diego, yeah, Diego, who Mr. was there, was very good in the middle. It yes, was, but you had you had your top lads, but they they, they were fantastic. Roberto Cincini as well. Varon Veron yeah. sitting, you know, yeah. right behind them. Veron was fantastic in Italy, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, it just didn't quite pan out for him over here, did it?
1: You know, then does it really, you know, when I said about the comment before, and about you, you you were envious and jealous of all these players playing in Europe. And then when they did sort of stop coming in, yeah, the Premier League was too much. Whether or not it's, it's their age or was it too much money? But, you know, when they did come through, you know, Herndon Crespo did okay at Chelsea. He wasn't the player that, you know, you and I were in Italy. Verón being the same player, because when he was in Italy, you know, I mean, he was one of the best defensive midfielders, you know, in the game, and he could pass. and you know I mean, he was strong and not many players players could get past him. You know, like, you know, Cattuso as well. I obviously remember Cattuso um, at Rangers and stuff like that, but... Yeah, um, I don't know what it was when they started do when they started coming to the Prem. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was just too much, and the Prem was you know starting to, as you say, let fly you know, and starting to get the better. Best.
0: It became the best, and yeah. it wasn't, it, it didn't happen overnight, as we no. said earlier. But when they did, uh, and it, it was test, it was testament to them when they were winning Champions Leagues, or there was always an English side. In in the final, it went on for yeah. years, didn't it? But they had a hellburn. They might not necessarily win it, but they were getting to the finals. There was always an English club in the final. And that was it just went to show didn't it how, how strong the Prem actually got into the 2000s? I think
1: I I think they were, you know, I mean, if you look at it, they they were branching out and getting these young players in from Europe before they you know were scattered into Spain and Italy. You know obviously we don't get many brazilians playing in in the premier league you know not like i mean i'm talking about like the top talent ones you know the rivaldo's ronaldinho's the nielsen's i love the nielsen when he played for rail base absolutely destroyer on that left wing um but you know all these sort of players that played there and played in italy you didn't get them in the prem i know united tried hard for ronaldinho back in the day when he was before he went to barca didn't he when he was were
0: linked Newcastle as well, to a lesser yeah. extent, obviously.
1: But, yeah, they were, I think they were, when it was, obviously the Premier League was getting better and better and the more money was coming in, they were plucking Ronaldo's, weren't they, from, you know, Sporting Lisbon's and the Narnies, you know, and they were getting all these youngsters in beforehand. And then I think that integrated with, obviously, the, the good English talent that Man United were producing, the Arsenal's producing, Liverpool were producing. Um It it got better, didn't it? And I think everyone, everything sort of fused together. But you still, again, when we talk about these players, you still think, I wish you played in the Premier League.
0: Uh, I mean, it's it's
1: a regrettable thing, isn't it? You know, you can do it on Football Manager. You know what I mean? You can mod it and, and, you know, and do things like that. But it's not the same, is it?
0: It was just oh man, I love it, I love it. It gives me I gets hairs on the back back of my neck standing, and i've got a lot of hairs on the back of my neck actually Needs to, need, to, need to shave them off not very good, but uh, yeah, just this this has been episode one chris very very much a nostalgic look i mean we yeah. can we can cover the so many topics that we will cover and the different times, and obviously we will look at modern the modern era as well over the course of this show. Um, I think we'll look into stadiums. I think that was a good one, and I know you'll have the stadiums, you know, the iconic ones that you used to like, and when we used to some of some of them back back in the day. I think that'll be a, that'll be great for episode two.
1: Yeah, and the, you know what I mean. It's like the, the my words are going forward into the modern days now, and it's another level, another level, you know, for stadiums and the creation and what they look like now. You know, but that's before we even say like, about Bramley Bramley Moor Dock because that's going to be an amazing ground, and that's not because we're Vetonians and we're biased. And yes, we are. Um, but um, you know, the, the modern modernisation of grounds now, and you see New Camp getting changed. You know, you can still see it now. How amazing these grounds are going to look, but beforehand, I do agree they were amazing beforehand, and all the modernness that came into you know the current era.
0: It's it's going to be interesting as well. There's a lot I know. There's a lot of renovations in the pipeline. Obviously, Madrid's Madrid's is all done yeah. now, isn't it? They've managed to do it whilst they've, they've able. They've been able to play there still, haven't they? When they've been doing it, and obviously in the off season they've done the work. that it's, it's fantastic. What 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 a feat by the guys there building that and managing to do it while the team are there. And it does look with the roof on it now, the retractable roof. It it looks amazing and uh, very modern on the outside as well. And as mm. you say, the new camp, the new camp's going to have a roof right the way around, isn't it? And um, one of those digital boards going around the top as well, that the LED is, board. It's gonna, so, do
1: you not find that's going to be weird? you know what I mean? We're so used to the new the camp. Open, I know we're going to talk about this in a it.
0: it's, it's, it's a funny one, man. It's a funny one. But we'll definitely mm. go into stadiums yeah. all the new. Yeah, I'll save my question for the yeah, next episode. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, Chris, where can the viewers and listeners find you? Um, the, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: you can find me um on Instagram at van Hume and at big fight weekly that mean you still do Stu um same again on Twitter X you know I'm still not familiar with saying X it's just so doesn't come off the tongue like Twitter does does it really but it's the same there um and then our, our YouTube channels you'll 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 find them on there you know yours and mine and big fight weekly's we going under the got, same name, obviously. We've got
0: the Instagram page. I've started that. Obviously, we're going to have to build that, and then YouTube. There'll yeah. be a YouTube for this as well. I will get that sorted. So yeah, looking forward to it, and it's just great. I just we, we love it. We love football so much, Chris, and I think there is a lot of negativity, not just with our club. I think a lot, a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff I read, uh, Tiago Silva's wife getting involved saying Potocino should be sacked. I don't want to make a big thing about that because that's not what we're about. But when has when the wife of a player had any substance of getting a manager sacked? It's it's crazy to me. couldn't believe what I was reading the other day. What a loaded yeah, but, gobbledygook.
1: Yeah, but then that happened with, uh, well, not like getting sacked, but do you remember how close we were signing uh, Olivier Giroud from Arsenal and Koeman was in charge and his wife didn't want to go to Liverpool from London. So obviously he signed for Chelsea
0: instead. Yeah. Just how just, it is. Isn't it? Just, just shut your
1: mouth. <laughs> Let him go play his football wherever he wants. Just,
0: just the way it is. So, yeah, this has been episode one of Football Then and Now, a nostalgic look at football intertwined with the modern game, the beautiful game that we all know and love. And we'll be back for episode two very, very shortly. And uh, please listen to us on the audio platforms. will be available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, there's so many to mention, Chris, isn't sports there? Sports social
1: website as well as both the sports social network. Yeah, uh, about, we'll uh,
0: there Yeah, we're we're on board with them guys. Who we've got a lot of time for have been fantastic with us with our other shows. So yeah, yeah we look forward to episode two with you. And take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Sports social podcast network.